0: We are so happy that you're here with us today. Now it's time to get started, so please stand
1: and get ready to worship with us. And thank you for joining us here at New Vine.
2: Good morning, everybody, and welcome to New Vine Community Church. I'm very happy to have each and every one to be here with us today, and uh, welcome to those who are watching online today as well. All right, like invited by us then, we'll have a word of prayer, and then we will get started with worship. Lord, I thank you for bringing us all together here today safely. I want to thank you for everything you've done in our lives throughout the week and everything we know you'll continue to do. We just ask that you come be in our midst today to worship you. In your name we pray. Some will confess. your breath in our take a second and turn around and say hello to somebody.
0: My name's Ali and we're glad you're here. If you're new here, go ahead and pick up one of these forms from the seat back in front of you, fill it out, and
2: drop it in the offering bag as it goes through.
0: 2023 Women's Retreat is coming up this September. Payment plans are available and registration is fast and easy, so get signed up. See Cindy or Shonda at the information table for details. In summer, Disciple Youth meets on Fridays at 10 a.m. We have a lesson and then we go out to serve the community. 6th through 12th graders are welcome to attend.
2: Our next baptism is Sunday, July 30th at Carmody Park. Come celebrate with those getting baptized in the creek at 2 p.m. See you there.
0: for watching the announcements. If you need any more information, go to our website or pick up a bulletin. Thanks for being here and enjoy the service.
1: Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to the rest of you. You guys all right? I think I'm, maybe I'm loud. Am I loud? No, I'm not. Maybe it's just me. I used to hear it myself. Our baptism, we switched from today because we have a conflict with two or three different families. So some of the grandparents are in Colombia and they can't make it to baptism. Imagine that. Okay, so we'll do it the last Sunday of, Jan- of January. Of January, we'll baptize in the creek in January. It'll be it'll be great. Liz, what? Liz is not coming, but you know, we'll break the ice. I saw a few years ago, like in Russia or someplace, they did that, but they had cut a hole in it, and I guess they had a rope on the person, so when they took them under. They made sure they came back, so that's that's always good. Fourth uh, of July parade, we need people to walk in the parade and give out water. We'll give away about 2,000 bottles of water. So we'll meet across the river at 9 o'clock, right? So other than that, we have people going all over the country. Some people are at the Grand Canyon. Some people are at Pikes Peak. We're in Franklin, Ohio. On the sunny banks of the Miami River. So anyway, that's cool. Let's say a prayer and we'll take up the offering. So Lord, we just uh, ask you to use these gifts to glorify your kingdom today. Thank you, Lord, that, that we can give to you. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: and this life is in his son yeah it is the testimony
1: I am on. All right, kids. Everybody's visiting having a good time. I'll just I'll just not talk today. Uh we started a series four weeks ago? Does time like go faster? The older you get, it goes faster. What's with that? Age? Well, thank you very much. Great. So I'm close to the end. I only got about 30 more years left of my life. So that means 102, I guess, or something like that. Um, we started a series four weeks ago on uh, Summer of Love. And the first Sunday, we looked at loving God and you know how we love God with our mind and our strength and all that. And so then the second week, we looked at loving our neighbor as ourself <clears throat> how we're supposed to do that. Then last week, Mark talked about uh, what Jesus said, a new command to give you that we love one another as I've loved you. By this, all men will know you're my disciples, if you have love one to another. And the key there, I think, was that we're supposed to love people the way Jesus. He says, love them the way Jesus loved them. And so that's a whole ball game, And so we're working on it. So today we're going to move on over to Corinthians, maybe, and, and, and begin there and talk probably the rest of the summer about different parts of 1 Corinthians, the love chapter. If you've ever been to a wedding, you, you've heard that chapter. And I'm not, not going to read it. I'll refer to it at the different times. Is that okay? All right, let's say a prayer, and we will take off. So, Lord, just thank you for your love for us, uh, that you loved us with an everlasting love, that you gave Jesus for us, and you demonstrated what real love is. So, God, I pray you'd help us to learn to do what you do. And, Holy Spirit, we ask you to give us the power to do that. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Okay. Um, Have you ever seen this sign, you know, um, it was up a few years ago. Okay, there we go. I'm sorry. He who wins, he who dies with the most toys wins. Remember that? Everybody remember that sign, crazy sign. It was it was popular a few years ago, which isn't true. But, the, but then this sign kind of replaced it. I think this sign replaced it. He who dies with the most toys still dies. <laughs> <clears throat> right? That's the deal. Uh, we live in a we live in America. We have everything. <clears throat> We're affluent. Uh, my friend, uh, Wood and I... Uh, I don't even know how to say his last name, but anyway, la, 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 who, or something like that, right? Uh, he, uh, his, they live in France right now, and he goes back and forth to Ethiopia because his wife works for the World Bank and their own visa, and his oldest daughter, is it Esther? Eden, Eden, okay, his older daughter had to leave France because she turned 18 years old, and so she didn't have a, a visa, so she came to the United States. And so, but, but one of the things that I noticed after they lived in France for two or three years, I thought those kids are not going to want to go back to Ethiopia because it's just like going back in time, you know, and, and so affluence and, and things have, have a pull, you know, that they draw us like, uh, we get these things and, you know, as soon as you get one of these things, <coughs> excuse me, a new one comes out, right? And it's like, wait a minute, I just got this. <laughs> now new and I don't even know what, I don't even know what one this is. It's not the newest one, I'll tell you that. But, but, but we're always, we're always in this, in this pool about stuff. <clears throat> you know, and we're Americans and <clears throat> we like stuff. And there's nothing wrong with having stuff, right? Uh, like when the kids were little, I didn't mind they had toys. I bought them toys. But when I wanted them to come, <clears throat> I wanted them to quit playing with the toys and do what I told them to do. So God didn't care that you have toys. Okay, he, he didn't care. I mean, he, he made the world for us to enjoy. But sometimes we get so caught up in the stuff that, we've, that we lose our way and we're sucked in by all those things. Jesus tells us a story about a guy that was like that in, in Luke's gospel. And I'm going to be using a bunch of different translations today. So let me read this story to you. There was a rich man who lands, whose lands produced a bountiful harvest. He asked himself, What should I do for I don't have enough space to store my goods? Then he said... Here's what I'll do. I'll tear down my barns. I'll build bigger barns. Then I'll say to myself, I have so many good things stored up for me. Now rest, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This night your life will be demanded of you, and then to whom will all your things belong? Thus will it be to anyone who stores up treasure for himself, but is not rich in what matters to God. <clears throat> so the deal was, the guy had a bunch of stuff, so he you know, he started renting storage places. You know, and put all of his stuff in, in all these places, but <clears throat> like that science, you know, he still died. So what does, ma- what matters to God is, is the point of this thing. And so the, the Bible tells us in Galatians that says this, if you're a follower of Christ Jesus, all that matters is your faith that makes you love others. Okay. <clears throat> That's what matters to God. God could care less how much stuff you got, right? Um, he, he could care less about that. You know, I, I do funerals all the time, and I've never talked about Grandpa's stuff. You know, I've never said, you know, Grandpa had this and Grandpa had that, or, or Dad had this or that. It's always relational. It's always about Grandpa took me fishing, or we, we did this or we did that. So so, so the thing that matters to God is, is that we love each other. And Jesus said that all along. The only way people will know that we're His disciples is if we really love each other. And that's not... Not saying so. <clears throat> I think I used you, Kim, as an illustration <clears throat> a bunch of weeks ago about this. Kim, wave everybody. That's Kim back there. See her back there. Wave, Kim. She's popular. As a teenager, we'd we take her and her sister with us camping, and her and her sister Susie would fight like cats and dogs. Right? You remember that? Do you still do that? Good. Thank you. I'm glad you grew up. <clears throat> they would do that. Then they'd be in a tent at night, and all of a sudden, Kim would go. I love you, Susie. And then all of a sudden Susie would go, I love you, Kim. I want to strangle both of them. Okay. But so, 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 you know, I thought, wow, what what is the deal? We're supposed to love each other. I know they really do love each other, by the way. Uh, that's just, they were just crazy teenagers like all of us have been and some of us still are. But what matters to God is that we really love each other. Okay. So kind of just talk about this today a little bit. So. If I don't live a life of love, I'm going to go to 1 Corinthians 13, okay? If I don't live a life of love, nothing I say matters. Got that? Listen to what it says. If I could speak any language in heaven or on earth, but didn't love others, I would only be making meaningless noise like a loud gong or a clanging cymbal. God says, you know, if you really don't love each other, it doesn't matter what you say. You can say everything in the world. You can be the greatest speaker in the world. Uh, you can, you know, have people captivated, you know, in the palm of your hand by the way that you talk. But if you don't really love each other, it doesn't mean anything. With words without loves are empty. It's just empty. And we use the and the, and the word love is used in our culture for everything, right? And and so it's just different. We're we're impressed by people, but do we really love? So it, it doesn't matter. You can say whatever you want to, but if you don't love people, you're blowing smoke. Okay. Second thing. If I don't live a life of love, nothing I know will matter. Um, Listen to what he says in verse 2. If I have the gift of prophecy, I may understand all secret things of God. I may have all knowledge. But if I do not love, then I'm nothing. You might be in Mensa. You might be Phi Beta Kappa. You might be a genius. You might be a walking Bible encyclopedia. Because I know lots of people that know the Bible like crazy, okay? Uh, But he says this. If you really don't love people... It doesn't matter how much you know. You know, um, brilliance without love is is zero. Still here? All right. I'm going to make you guys love each other today, right? I read about this guy took his kids to Disney World and they're all fighting. He goes, "We're going to have fun if it if it kills me." You know, right? I'm going to do this. So we're supposed to love each other. It Doesn't matter what I know if I don't have love. Okay. It doesn't matter uh, what I believe. If I don't have love, okay? Listen to this. Even if I have the gift of faith so I could speak to a mountain and make it move, uh, I will still be worth, let me turn the page here, nothing at all without love. <clears throat> there, there's a myth that being a Christian is just uh, only believing certain things, you know? It, that, that we believe in Jesus or that we believe in God and then that, that makes you Christian. You know the Bible says in the book of James, the devil believes in God and trembles. Okay, but the devil's not a Christian, right? So so it's not just uh, a matter of of saying certain things. It's not a matter of signing on the dotted line. Um, if we don't love each other, it, it doesn't matter. Okay? What we believe doesn't matter if we don't really love each other. Jesus said, <clears throat> the only way people will know who we are is if we love each other. So I know I'm preaching to the choir because you guys are the choir, and that's a little expression. If you've never been to a real church, there are things called choirs. <laughs> okay? Some kids grow up in their church, they don't know anything about real church. Anybody sing in the choir? In church? Oh, there you go, hallelujah. Right? <clears throat> Being a Christian is, is way more than just believing a bunch of intellectual facts, you know, or doctrinal truths. Um, because I know people that they, they say, they say all the right things, you know, uh, or they say they believe all the right things, but then their their actions don't back it up at all. Um, but it says in first John, it says, If I say I love God and hate my brother, I'm a liar. You can't say you love God and hate other people, because if you do that, you're you're not really a believer. And so it doesn't matter what you believe unless you have love. Okay? Um if I don't live a life of love, nothing I give will matter. <clears throat> Listen to what he says. If I gave everything I have to the poor and even sacrificed my body, but I didn't love others, I would be of no value whatsoever. You can give without loving, okay? Some people give to get. You know, I, I've heard preachers preach the thing on giving that you give to God and you'll get all this stuff, right? You, I, you can turn on the television this morning and see those guys, right? You know, God wants to bless you and God wants to make you rich and God wants you to not have any problems and God all this stuff only I don't know what God they're talking about, okay? Uh, because some people give for the wrong reason. Some people give, I'm gonna do this, okay? So I get a bunch of stuff back. You know, uh, sometimes TV guys tell, tell that. I know, I remember my grandmother, uh, when she died, uh, Mamma, I preached her Bible, I preached, I used a Bible that she got from some guy she sent money to on TV. And my first words were, I I didn't, didn't like this guy very much, but Mamma liked him, so I'm gonna use her Bible. Her Bible probably cost a thousand dollars. That she gave, but, but the promise was if you do this, then you're going to be healed or you're going to get money back in return and all those kinds of things. Okay. And so that's, that's not biblical, first of all. And so you can give and and not love. Some people give to control people, you know, some people give for prestige and glory. They, you know, they want a little plaque after them. I remember when I was in college, I used to get frustrated when I go by these different buildings and things, and they were named after people who donated money to the school, which is wonderful. However, I thought, why didn't they donate money so the tuition wouldn't be so high, right? And, and things like that. But some people give, you know, so that they get uh, credit for it from, from somebody. I don't know what. Uh, but you can give for the wrong motives. And Paul says this, if you don't, you know, <clears throat> if you don't do love, if, you know, you're, you're not doing anything. Last one. Last one doesn't mean it's over. <clears throat> so don't get all excited. You can go to Frisch's the breakfast buffet. There's only one waitress there, but you can help yourself at the buffet. <coughs> right? Um, I'm being nice. Liz makes, you are know, supposed to put lids on these things. So look, Liz, I put a lid on the tea. She always gets after me. Imagine that. If I don't live a life of love, nothing I accomplish will matter. No matter what I say or what I believe or what I do, I'm bankrupt without love. In essence, the Bible's saying that, that relationships are the most important thing. Okay, I, I put this in my notes. Let me just read it to you. Life, it sort of summarizes these things. Life is about relationships, not accomplishments. God says I can have the eloquence of an or, orator, the knowledge of a genius, the faith of a miracle worker, the generosity of a philanthropist, um, the achievements of a superstar, but if I don't have love in my heart, it's, it's worth zero. It doesn't count. The only thing that matters to God is do I love him and do I love other people? I mean, that's it. You know, it's not rocket science following Jesus. Love God and love your neighbor. Okay? <coughs> so, what is love? <coughs> Excuse me. What is love? <coughs> you know, you can go in the dictionary, you get all kinds of things in, in our culture. Uh, but I think the Bible teaches this about love. First of all, love's a command. We're commanded to love. Okay? Okay. <coughs> um, John says this love means doing what God's commanded. You know, and he and like I read quoted a while ago, he's commanded us to love each other. Jesus said that in John eight, thirty four and thirty five, that we're supposed to love each other. He a new commandment he says, I give to you that you love one another as I've loved you. And so it's command. Love isn't a feeling, uh, because you can't you know you can't command a feeling. Uh have you ever tried to command a feeling? Have you ever tried to command your little crying baby to quit crying? You know, you know, Quit uh, quit doing that. You, know, you can't command people to be happy. Uh, you can't command a feeling. Feelings can't be commanded. Love isn't a feeling, okay? But love creates feelings. Got that? There's, there's a difference. Uh, it produces feelings. It causes feelings. Love isn't an emotion, okay? Uh, God will never command you to do something that doesn't give you the power to do and ability to do. And so love is a command. Jesus' command, love each other, okay? Which the next one goes right along with. It. Love is a choice. You you choose to love people, or you choose not to love people. First uh, Corinthians: Go after a life of love as if your life depended on it, because it does. And the key there, I think, is go after. So, so we decide to love people, or we decide not to love people. And that sounds crazy because in our culture we're so influenced by Hollywood and by and songs and everything else. Um, we we think it's it, it's something that overtakes us, right? Uh, but when we have a choice to love, it destroys that myth about love, okay? We think love's uncontrollable. I fell in love. Right? If I fell in love with you, you promised me, you know, I can quote all kinds of Beatles songs, right, about that. Um, it's like you fell in a ditch. Right? Or, or you said, if I've fallen in love and I can't get up, right? <laughs> you can make that, make a commercial out of that, right? Uh, um, If you've ever gotten up in the middle of the night to take care of a sick child, that's called love. You know? Uh, put this in my notes too. Love is giving a person what they need, not what they deserve. Um, that's what God does. God gives us what we need, not what we deserve. And so, so love is totally, love is totally different than that. I don't know, some people say they're in love. I said, well, maybe you got the flu. Right? You got that sick feeling. i don 't know you anybody remember being a teenager? Good job, Aaron. I remember because i 've been eighteen for fifty four years right <clears throat> you know you you'd see if this is show you how fleshly I am as would you see a pretty you go i I think i'm in love no, I think you 're in lust right you, you guys ever been that way i 'm the only evil person in this room i 'm leaving so you know, you, you, know, in high school, you know, you, I don't know, you, you're in love, you're, now the kids are going with, they, they they go together, right? And I don't know where they go and, and all that. Cause the kids would say that I'm going, you're going, so you know, where are you going? But we made love such a crazy thing, even, even all the songs that we used to listen to, but, but love is, is, is giving a person what they need. Um, love is, is helping another person without any guarantees that they're going to give back. It's a command. God commands us to love people, and it's a choice. I choose to love this person. Got that? Now we don't think that way, but we but we actually think wrong. God tells us to love people, and we choose to love people. Right? I mean, you're here, still here? Yeah. Uh, this definition I heard of a friend a long time. Friend is somebody that knows all about you and likes you anyway. Got that? A friend is somebody that knows all about you and they like you anyway. And that's love. Are you guys, are you guys saying that to each other here? Janet just said that to Vicki, so, right? But that's true, but that's love. Love is commitment. First John says, God is love. If we keep on loving others, we will stay one in our hearts with God and He will stay one with us. Love keeps on. Okay, love is, is a commitment. And that's, that's a, that's a rare thing in our culture today, too, that, that we're committed to things. Okay? Got that? Now you know what love is? So how do you do it? How do you build a life of love? Uh, a couple of th- I know you guys are asking that question. Well, thanks, Chuck. You've told us about this and this. How do we do this stuff? So here we go. Number one, learn how mature love acts and respond. Okay? We don't have a lot of models around. We need to, to find some models of, of what real love is and what mature love is. Um, and, and a lot of times I think the deal is that we just have to change our perspective. Or uh, the biblical word is this, we just have to repent. And the word repent means to change your mind. We need to change our mind about love. That, well, okay, love's a command. Love love is a choice. you know. And, and so we have to start thinking biblically rather than emotionally or, or what culture says to us. And so we need to learn how mature love uh, acts. okay? And it involves getting a perspective on God and what he's like. That God loves us with an everlasting love. Okay, second thing, start your day with a daily reminder to love. How do you do that? Well, you know, I pray every morning, and I ask God, you know, to do these different things, and I tell God I'm going to do these different things. But one of the things we need to, every morning, is take a couple minutes and just say, God, I'm going to love you today, and I'm going to love other people that you bring in my life today. That we need to start our day with thinking about love, okay? Uh, some people start their day, and it's just crazy, but you can take like 10 seconds I pray, I I, I got different prayer things today. <clears throat> I, I start my prayer, day praying before I even get out of bed. I do the Lord's Prayer and do this little thing before I get out of bed, before I even do my devotion, all that stuff. So you can decide, Lord, I'm going to love you today with all my heart, my mind, and soul, and strength, and I'm going to love my neighbor today. So no matter who you send in my life today, Lord, I'm, I'm going to love and accept them. So you can start your day that way, okay? Third thing, you need to memorize what God says about love. Okay? I started a thing with teenagers. I do it every summer called Disciple Youth, and we started Friday, and and we learn in different things. and I'm and I'm tr- trying to teach them how to memorize Scripture, and then we go out and do stuff for people. Okay, we went out this week, and we were uh, we we're at Burger King and Wendy's, I think. And so we help buy people's lunch, and so people don't understand that when you want to do something good for them. And I said, don't ask them. When you go up to this person's car, don't ask them if you want this, or that. Just just hand the thing to them and say, "I'd like to help buy your lunch today." And just walk away. And so, so, but I'm teaching them how to memorize scriptures too. And so, it's important that we memorize Scripture. Uh, it Says in the Psalms, "Thy word have I hid in my heart, that my, that I may not sin against You." And and it comes back to renewing our mind too. In Romans 12:2, it says, "Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable, you know, will of God." So there's scriptures, memorize scriptures. And if you can't, if you have trouble memorizing scriptures, uh, listen to the songs that Pat plays, you know, at, at, during the offering, right? Can you play a song? Can you play an offering song? Play, uh, Romans, uh, 623. Or no, Romans 5-8, do Romans 5-8. Can you do that one? God demonstrates His love toward us. Then by memorize scripture? Good job. Okay. You gotta sway and snap. Romans five, eight. Romans six, Liz has forgotten how to snap, huh? <laughs> God His own in in this we is love for us. Hey, Amen hey, is not in the hey. Bible, by the way. His own love for us in this, we were still sinners, Christ died for us, amen, amen. Okay, that's good. Oh, Liz is back in the back going like this, right? Here we go. That, that may sound crazy to you, but you can memorize stuff if, if you have trouble, just use scripture. I mean, use, use music. And, and why do that? I, I think it's important because it helps you as, as you go through different things. I remember when Les and I were first married. I was I was a janitor at Grant's Department Store. But I remember Grant's Department Store, and then and then I also the the manager was he hired me and he hired me because I gave him the verse. Uh, it says in, in Colossians, I think it says, "Work hard and cheerfully at all you do, as if you're working for the Lord." And his name was Mr. Kugler. And I said, "Mr. Kugler, I'm not really be working for you. I'm really going to be working for God, and so I'm going to do a really good job." So he hired me, and he was kind of scared of me too. You think, but. Um, and and then I was the janitor, and then he moved me to the to the um the bill collector. That that was a really fun thing. You go out and tell people to pay their bill. That was no good. This is how this I'd go to the door, this is what I would do. I'd knock on the door and I'd step to the right so I wouldn't get shot. <laughs> okay? But why am I telling you this craziness? Um uh, as I would clean I would I would start in one end of the of the store to clean the thing and, and in my mind I thought I'm gonna Try to quote all the scriptures I know by heart. And so I'd start over here, you know, in Genesis, and I would, as I cleaned the whole thing, I would bring up scriptures that I memorized. Okay? And, and, uh, scripture memory is really important. Um remember when Jesus was tempted? Remember that part? In the, in the, in the desert there, and, and, and he says, you know, turn these stones into bread. What does Jesus say? As it's written, man doesn't live by bread alone. Okay? He's tempted again as it's written. He's tempted again as it's written. So there's all kinds of ways, but it's important to memorize scriptures. And so if we're going to love people, we need to know scriptures about love. So memorize scriptures. So I'm going to give you an assignment. I'm not Mark gave you an assignment last week, so I don't know if you did it or not. <clears throat> right? Okay? Memorize what it says about love. And renew your mind. <clears throat> we need to reprogram our mind. Number four, we need to practice acting in unselfish, loving ways. <clears throat> I think love is sort of like a muscle, you know, the, the, you, you choose to do it. How, how can you practice? We've talked about this before. Uh, one, you can learn to demonstrate God's love to people, okay, in, in practical ways, or you can you can open a door for someone, or you can let someone up in front of you in line, or you can not freak out when someone pu- pulls out in front of you on the interstate, right? <clears throat> There's different things you can do to, to, to put yourself in a situation that you can practice loving other people. And so it takes practice to do that. And, and I think one of the things that once you learn to do these different things, it becomes a habit and it becomes an automatic thing. Okay. How many know how to drive a stick shift? There you go. I remember teaching Liz how to drive a, a stick shift. I took her on the Union Road, right where Manchester crosses. You know, right there, and it's like this, and, and so I let her learn how to drive a stick shift right there. And, and she did, you know, after a few tries. But but once you do that, you know, if you've ever done that, it, it becomes an automatic thing. Or even like riding a bicycle. It starts out, you know, and practice, 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 and then it just becomes second nature to you. That's how it is with learning to, to love people. You learn to, you do things, and then it becomes a habit. Okay? Almost done. <clears throat> Um, get support from other people. You know, you need to be connected. You need to be in community. That's why we have house churches. That's why we have different groups or ministry things going on. Because we need to be around other people who demonstrate love to people. And the last thing there is this. We need to learn to yield to the Holy Spirit. Because we can't do it on our own. In Galatians 5, it says this. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, meekness, temperance against such things. I know I said it too fast, okay? But it comes back to that Scripture memory thing. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. And so as we learn to yield to the Holy Spirit, God can help us love people. Because some people are, you, you don't want to love them. You know what I'm saying? You guys have any people in your life that you don't want to love? None of you guys have that. okay? But but we need the Holy Spirit to help us. God help, help us to love people. Help us to forgive people. And so we, we learn to yield to Him. So, Ephesians 5 says this. <clears throat> Keep company with God and learn a life of love. Observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something back but to give everything of himself to us. Love like that. That's from the message. And then 1 Corinthians 13, you know this. In this life we have three lasting qualities, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Why is love the greatest? Because it's never going to end. You know, he says, you know, these things will end one day. But love's going to go with us to heaven. And love keeps on growing. Right? And so we as followers of Jesus are to learn to live a life of love because that's what matters most. Charlie Brown. Right? Got it? So let's just bow our heads just for a second. Just take a minute and just just thank God for loving you. He didn't have to, you know. Just take a minute and thank God for the people in your life that you love—your family, friends. Now take a minute and ask God just help you to love other people in your life. Whoever comes into your life. So Lord, we just thank you for your love for us. Thank you, Lord, uh, for the people in our life that that love us and that we love. Uh, that's totally a gift from you, Lord. And so, God, is there people in our life that maybe get on our nerves or whatever, help us God to learn to love them. Help us, God, to practice loving people, Lord, this week. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. If you have one of these, uh take it out. And open it up if you can. I don't know if these are the new ones or not, but they, I think I've learned how to open them up by bre- breaking that part down. And I just messed mine up. See, even at the, even at the Last Supper, Jesus demonstrated what love was like. I mean, if you think about the disciples and how they were, and Mark used the pictures from the message last week, but if you watch that, I mean, from the chosen, if you watch that show, you see the different kinds of things. And, and, but Jesus welcomed these people in his life. And there were people around that table that were so different. You know, there were, there was a tax collector that people hated. There was a zealot, which was sort of like a terrorist that you know wanted to overthrow Rome. You know, one guy's you know going to deny him, another guy's betraying him. But Jesus says, you know, let's let's share this meal together because they were his family, and he loved them. And so we do this as a family too every week. So we say this prayer together as a family prayer. So let's say this prayer together. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom, the power, and the glory forever. Amen. On the night that Jesus was betrayed, he took the bread and he broke it, and he said, this is my body which is broken for you. Do this remembrance of me. And it says, after supper, he took the cup. And he said, this cup is the new covenant in my blood. And you know the word covenant means relationship. And he said, do this remembrance of me. And the apostle Paul in Corinthians said this, as often as we eat this bread and drink this cup, we proclaim the Lord's death until he returns. So we remember what Jesus did and we're reminded that we're to do the same. Amen. Now it's time to practice. So let's all stand. Grab someone's hand beside you. And we're going to practice as we leave this place, right? To love people. So Lord, we just thank you, again, that you loved us first. And help us, God, to learn to love you back. God, as we go from this place, help us to be known for love and acceptance not for the name on the sign or whatever else. God, help us be known that we're people who love people, period. No matter who they are, no matter what they are, no matter what they're like, no matter what they've done, because we know that, who are we, Lord? You, you loved us, and so help us, God, just to pass this on. In Jesus' name, everyone said, amen. Bless you guys.